the prayer now. We will stop line three. The people and the water will flow free. Sing it for our elders. We will stop line three. The people and the water will flow free. We will take an action. We will stop. I'm Nancy Bolio and I'm the Northern Organizer for Minnesota 315, the co-founder of Rise Coalition. I am otherwise my English colonized name is Tanya Abed. My name is Tara Hauska, I'm Bear Clan from Kuchiching First Nation. My name is Everlasting Wind. I live here in White Earth, and I'm a member of the Wolf Clan, Maingan. Anin, it's Winona Laduke, and we're going to invite you to the Treaty People Gathering. Taking place June 5th through the 8th. In 1854, in 1855 our people signed a treaty and in those treaties we we re retained our inherent rights to hunt fish and gather climate change affects our treaty guarantee because that puts our anishinaabe lifeways at risk i'm encouraging non-native allies to come and check out what it means to be treaty people and to uphold your side of the treaty also one out of three indigenous women are uh, go raped go missing or end up murdered. And when infrastructure such as KXL, line three, line four, and line five are built, there's a 22% increase to those statistics that we as Indigenous women are already facing. You're not just being asked to come as a, as a kind of like eco-tourist, right? You're being asked to come and stand with the earth and to come and stand with us and to stand up for someone who's not yet here. Our ancestors made agreements to take care of this water and land forever together. And now is our time to do that. Together we will rise, protect, and stop Line 3 and protect all that is sacred. Miigwech. We look forward to seeing all of you on the front line. Hi, my relatives. Thanks so much for coming out. It's uh, real hot in, that for most in northern Minnesota, it's way hotter than it's supposed to be. I think y'all got that figured out. But, you know, you came to the place of 10,000 lakes and all kind of rivers. So not, we really, really appreciate you coming out to protect these waters and to be here with us. You know, I think you know the story she told. We've been here for seven years trying to make the system work. You know, jumped through every hoop, did every black backflip, filed every memo, thousands of miles, a lot of just exhaustion, trying to make the system work, and it failed us. It failed us. And it's wrong that the Department of Natural Resources, so look, last year was the hottest year in history in Minnesota, more drought than ever, right? You can feel it. It's not supposed to be 100 degrees in June. It's not right, you know? This year, hottest on record. 
And the DNR, Department of Natural Resources, gave away uh, 630 million gallons of water to Enbridge. High Sierra record, give away 630 million gallons of water to Enbridge so they could flush their pipes, man. Literally. So they could dewater fragile wetland ecosystems, right? That's wrong. Then they gave away a whole bunch more water to this corporation called RDO Offit. That's a big potato company. They make potatoes for McDonald's and they are all over here, 50,000 acres of them. You know, so what you got is a bunch of agencies giving away the water, giving away the water to some corporations. They keep canceling pipeline projects, right? Right? No dirty code, right? No dirty code, no Keystone XL, no Constitution pipeline. Well, let's go no line three. Up in the rock, no line three. So now's the time, and it's a shame that politicians won't do the right thing. You know, we are so sad, Tim Walz. A lot of Indian people supported him. You know that? A lot of Indian people stood on the line for him. I drove people to the polls, you know? We made sure Indian people could vote this last election, and these administrations are failing us. It's not right, and they're failing the water. So y'all, you come out. We need you out here. The water belongs to the people. The water belongs to the fish. They don't belong to Anbridge, and they don't belong to anybody else. So be here for the water. This is a remarkable day. The leadership of the indigenous women in particular who have brought us here is incredible. And, and, this, and this spot is amazing. But we should not have to be here. <laughs> In 2014, the Obama-Biden administration blocked the Keystone Pipeline on the grounds that it failed the climate test, okay? The Keystone Pipeline was going to carry 800,000 barrels a day of tar sands oil. Line 3 is going to carry 800,000 barrels a day of tar sands oil. That was 2014. What's happened since then? We signed the Paris Treaty. We had the highest temperature ever recorded on the planet. We had the largest rainstorm in American history. We had the worst forest fires we have ever seen. And, and the price of solar energy dropped 90%. So why the hell do we even have a question here? What on earth? What, what on earth? is anybody in Washington giving pause for? This thing makes no sense. If you really believe, <coughs> as the Enbridge seems to, that 40 years from now, we're still gonna be pumping 800,000 barrels a day of tar sands oil, then you are not serious about the climate crisis. We know that the Biden administration's serious about it. They've done good stuff. Now we need them to act as if we're facing the crisis that we're facing, okay? And we know what that takes. It takes everybody saying it over and over again, <laughs> not just here, but back home in every community that people have come from, organizing like crazy. <laughs> Today is a remarkable start, a remarkable, well, we're halfway through. People have been out here in the cold all winter, so no fair complaining about the heat because people were out here when it was 20 below zero this winter holding the line, and now it's our turn to help. But this cannot be the end. 
This is the moment when we have to get the message out loud enough that it gets heard over all the noise in the White House. Thank you guys so much for being here. On we go. Our next guest is from right here in White Earth. You may have already seen him at some of our DC actions or seen some of his interviews dedicated to his homeland. Please uh, welcome Silas. Silas! Be good for everyone at home and out here to stand and support with the Anishinaabe people fighting in this pipeline. Where I live, we have one of the largest wild rice lakes in the world, and this pipeline is about 13 miles away. And as you can see over there, the Mississippi is really close. And that's not a good thing because the number one rule is you can't trust pipelines. And just to put it out there, because we ain't going to stop till we kill the black snake. There's no question. But we are facing an existential crisis, right? Yeah. And we can't have a, an administration that's doing some good things over here, and then over here where people aren't paying too much attention, they're doing bad things. And what's so important about all of you being here is now they know. Now they know about We have to make it a major headache for yeah. everyone. And we have to remember that the Biden administration has the power to pause the permit and demand that the Army Corps of Engineers do the proper studies. And there are three things that have to be determined. What is the effect on the climate going to be? And we know the answer. Yeah. What is the effect on the water going to be? And we know the answer. Yeah. And what is the effect on tribal sovereignty going to be? Yeah. And we know the answer. So I, I want to again say thank you so so much, and thank you, Sister Grandma Mary, for inviting us in to your culture and your ceremony. It was so moving. 
It's so moving to me as a descendant of European settlers that indigenous people who've been here for centuries longer than we have are still willing to invite us into their world, into their belief system, into their culture, and teach us the proper way to live on Earth. Let's listen to them and take it into our hearts. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out. I was at that. Were you all over there in Wabin? Or how many of you in Wabin? That was very hot, right? But anyway, thank you all for coming. Because I was there, I started crying when I was there, seeing all these people come. And now I see all you. I'm so grateful. We are so grateful. All the sisters and grannies and everybody up here that's been facing this, these companies, you know. So um, it's really a remarkable time that we are here now, and, and we all know it. You know, I like what Erin Dottie Roy says when she talks about pandemic as portal. And she says, in the history of the world, pandemics have forced societies to change, and this one's no different. It's a portal between one world and the next. You know? And she asks if what we're going to do. We're going to walk through and carry all that junk. We're going to walk through clean. That's this opportunity. We all know it. You know, so uh, I'm so grateful you all came out because, you know, when, when we signed the treaty, you could drink all the water from every creek, right, and every lake and every river. You could eat wild rice. It was all full of sturgeon up here. You know, I was looking at this. 1878, this guy was riding out west, and he, he rode horse next to a buffalo herd for three days solid. You understand what I'm saying? It's just like, that's when America was great. <laughs> and our understanding is that's how it would continue. You know, our treaties, our agreements, that our ancestors, think about that. They're like, you know, a lot of Americans didn't speak, you know, didn't write. You know, our people were negotiating these treaties that would protect our rights for generations ahead. You know, 1837, 42, you know, those are treaties that built empire. Y'all know that. Mm -hmm. That's how Kennecott Copper, that's so. how Weyerhaeuser, that's how all those guys started is up here with those treaties with our people, right? Mm. You know, and um, we're at this place now, and we all know it, where you got to quit cutting stuff, right? Come on. You got to keep messing with the water. You got to quit messing with the water. You got to leave the wild things where they are, right? This is where the wild things live. You can see that, right? Yes. This is where life is. It's up here. These lakes are full of life. The water here is good. You could still drink the water up here. You know, it's all full of all kind of little creatures. You know? All kind of things. And um, so it's worth everything. You know, if we're going to make the right thing, you got to protect the wild things. Because you can't recreate. <laughs> you can't recreate this world. And so uh, this moment, you know, y'all know, and a lot of you have been there with us. We appreciate your churches all this time, seven years, trying to make the system work. A bunch of us women, a bunch of our communities, ever, didn't miss a beat. A lot of you were there, too. Didn't miss a regulatory hearing. Drove down, talked in preposterous situations for two minutes, trying to try to squeeze your 
whole life story in there, right? Yeah. Pretty much, you know? And uh, I think we're all the same, you know? I mean, I, I, want, I wanted the system to work. That's why I invest seven years. You know, I wanted people to say, oh, that's a bad idea. No way it's not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's what people with common sense would say. You know, a 915,000 barrel a day tar sands pipeline, the largest tar sands pipeline in the world, built through this where area. That makes no sense whatsoever. Didn't make any sense seven years ago, and really makes no sense now. No. And, uh, you know, from our perspective, uh, we're all going to keep pushing, and we need you to be there with us. You know, um, we went all the way through the process, and I'm looking out there, and, you know, it's not just our problem. It's everybody's problem. Yes. 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 You know, one of the things is that we actually need infrastructure for people, not for oil companies. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know? Woo. And, and uh, Enbridge has imports 75% of the tar sands into this country. And they're all over Wisconsin and all over Michigan trying to run these states. And in Michigan, the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, and the DNR told them that they were going to pull the permit. Y'all remember this, right? Yeah. Right? Said, we're done. 63 years under the Straits of Mackinac, we're done. And what did the company say? The company said, you don't have the jurisdiction to pull the permit. So the entities that issued the permits to the pipeline company, being the state of Michigan, can't even pull the permit. Wow. So who's in charge, guys? Lasalle's and a Canadian multinational has put pretty much the whole Great Lakes region in this, like, we're being held hostage. And it looks like a bunch of state politicians in Minnesota still think this is a good idea. And I was like, when was this a good idea? You know, so we got to stop this pipeline. And that's what we're going to do. a number of charges right now, you know, a lot of trespassing, I put, you know, trespassing in my own ceremonial lodge, I got a lodge on the Mississippi River, I was charged with trespassing, Julia, were you charged with trespassing at that lodge too? I think she might even have like the trespassing at the lodge, you know, so go pray, get charged trespassing, you know, and then I got charged with unlawful assembly and attendance at unlawful assembly. Cool. I don't know how you can get full. <laughs> <laughs> Someone got charged with fleeing an unlawful assembly. <laughs> <laughs> They're telling you to disperse, and then they charge you for fleeing. Oh you know, it's basically insane up here. And why it's insane is because Enbridge is paying for the police. Well, that's what happens when a Canadian, a foreign multinational pays for your police force. Is you get all kind of crazy stuff and cops trying to arrest people and calling up landowners and asking them if they want to prosecute water protectors. And the, and the landowner's like, why would I do that? You know, that's what, that's what Hubbard County's been doing. Hubbard County is, is probably the worst county. You know, with a lot of the treatment that they, you know, the way that their practices are. So, uh, you know, we don't want to live our life like this. You know, we don't want to live our life where we went through a whole system where they had all those cops the whole time. You know, I always thought, if it was such a good idea, why are there so many po police? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, we, you know, I was like, why was there a gauntlet of police anytime you went into an Enbridge hearing? Is that because it was a good idea? <laughs> no, it's not a good idea if you need that many cops. You know, so... We, uh, we've done everything we can, you know, and our, our tribal attorney is here too, Frank Bebo. I'm going to give a wave back there in the back, Frank. He's a hard guy. He's, 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 he
<laughs> we should call in before the before thing. That's good. But, uh, That's good. You know, our tribes and our organizations have filed these suits, and some of you have joined, and, you know, we're hoping at the end of the June that we have a good decision. Yeah. We'd like the courts to work, you know? That'd be great. Um, that's what we're praying for. But until then, Enbridge has unfurled holy hell up here. Uh. You know, and they're trying to do what they did with Dapple, which is finish the pipeline before they pull the permit. Come on. And we got to stop them from doing that. Yeah. That's not right. You don't get a pipeline. You don't get a tar sands pipeline. You got to clean up your old mess and move on. That's what I need to tell that company. You know, it's the end of the party. Yeah. You know, who's going to pay their bills anyway? You look at that. They got $23 billion worth of pipes laying around in the United States. That's a lot of cleanup. Right? Yeah. And then all the money that pays for any accidents, where? It's all self-insured. Like, who was in charge of these agreements, right? You know, so what I'm saying is, is that it's real high risk. It's real high risk. In my experience with multinational corporations that have large accidents is that they go bankrupt. So we're going to protect the water. And we're going to keep pushing them. And Mother. we know that it's possible to stop a pipeline. Uh, we just saw the Keystone XL get canceled. Pipeline Council, you know, and uh, it's one thing after another because that's a, this is the, the bad economy of the last century, and we all know it's, there's a new uh, playbook. It's time to move on, right? We're done. Paul Bunyan's dead. I hate to tell you. Kind of deconstruct that myth in your head. Paul Bunyan's name was Frederick Warehouse, actually. Got a lot of other names, right? But anyway, look. So we, what we need to do is keep pushing. It's the most expensive tar sands pipeline in the world. I refer to this as the most expensive tar sands pipeline never built. <laughs> All right. Why you want to spend nine billion dollars on the last tar sands pipeline? It's kind of like, kind of like the Great Wall of the North, isn't it? Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like an unnecessary infrastructure project, right? right. We don't need it. Just a big way to know, right? What we need is a just transition. Talk. And so, yeah, you get to that as you keep pushing them. I, you know, a lot of you, I know in a lot of years, I spent a lot of my life opposing stupid projects. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a whole, I got a whole resume of some projects. What a way to spend a life, huh? I was like, did someone just quit? That's <laughs> what I feel like saying. I was like, whoa, that was another bad idea. <laughs> but my point is, is like, what happens is you push them and you push them and their projects get more and more expensive. Then investors start falling away. That's how it usually works, yep. right? Yep. And so who just left the tar sands? Y'all see that? The Saudi Sovereign Fund. You see that? Yeah. About two weeks ago, right? They abandoned the tar sands, right? What they do? They bought video games. But what's the point? It's the Koch brothers left two years ago, right? Everybody else left the tar sands. The tech mine isn't going to happen. That was the single largest tar sands. The party is over, right? Enbridge didn't get the memo. I think the party is going to continue, but why would you want the most expensive oil in the world that nobody even wants in Minnesota? So I'm saying keep pushing, my people. Yeah. Cool.
And I, I just say, you know, we appreciate you all doing whatever you can to stand, stand out there. You know, make some noise. We'll start with that. All right. That'd be good. I've been telling the women that it's time to get bossy. I know there's a lot of bossy ladies out there, time to get bossy. Ask the workmen what they're doing. Be a public citizen. This is just be really clear about this. This is a taking of public lands. That's what's going on. The Department of Natural Resources gave the right of way across public lands. That's our honor. Those are treaty lands, and those are also the lands of the public. They gave away 630 million gallons of water public water to Enbridge, and it's a drought. And it's a drought. You know, and that's not the, the only thing, is there's them, and then DNR also gave a bunch of water to Offit. I see Offit's names emblazoned up there. Mm -hmm. That guy has done more to contaminate the water of northern Minnesota than anyone. Mm -hmm. Industrial ag. And so what we got is an ecosystem, and everybody around here knows that. Well, we have an ecosystem that's squished between industrial ag and pipeline. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're not going to let that happen. So, uh, you know, for our community, um, it's really important to protect this, this wild place. Mm -hmm. And it's important for all of us. Because yeah. mm -hmm. this is where life is. You know, and, that, and that's worth something. And it's not worth you know, being sold off by the DNR to a Canadian multinational. Yeah. You know? And uh, so we're really honored that you came up here you know, to join us. People ask me if it's going to be like Standing Rock. And, you know, the thing is, the federal government could stop this. The state governments could stop this. Right. I'm like, I don't want to go get thumped on the head by Hubbard County. I don't know my list of things to do this week. <laughs> you know, but my point is that the governor could stop this. Right. Why do good citizens like us, you know, I'm 61 years old, I'm a grandmother. Why do I got to go stand up there and look at those guys and, you know, Look at them and with a bunch of riot gear. Why did I do that? Why don't you do the right thing, Walls? Why don't you do the right thing? You know? And that's what we need is people who do the right thing for the right year. Not because, you know, it's not yet a political problem like Standing Rock. You know, people ask me if this is going to look like Standing Rock. I said, look, Standing Rock, they had one river to cross. You know, they have 67 rivers to cross in Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? The Shell River, they crossed like six times. Mm. That's like the luck of the draw on that mm. one, right? So what I'm saying is, is that they have one river there. We got a lot of rivers, and we got a lot of people who can canoe. <laughs> 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 but, you know, rivers. Be a water protector, and you know, I mean, the waters belong to us. Those are those are navigable waters. Yeah. But more than that, they belong to the creator. See. Yes. See. Along with them fish and all that in there, right? Yep. So anyway, this is his chance to do something great and then just keep pushing mm -hmm. because it's really the end of the party. You know, the pipeline cost has gone up quite a bit because of people like you and me. Yes. Yeah. That's right. That's what they call it. They don't ever say you're right. <laughs> it's been deemed uneconomical. <laughs> yeah. You know, but what we want is, is uh, we want things to be right. And, uh, you know, we all look out there. Our people talk about this path between, choice between two paths, one well-worn and scorched and one, and one that is green. And, you know, in that moment that Aaron Dottyboy talks about, you know, I'm looking out here and we're all, you know, over on our reservation, we're making solar thermal panels. You know, my community's growing hemp because we're all ready for the new green revolution, you know, and we're tired of fossil fuels.
Mm -hmm. We want to make canvas out of something that's organic, not plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The same thing. Right. Yeah. No matter what color you are. I mean, there's, this is a very conservative area. And for those of you who are up here, there are people, the other thing that's important about you all coming here is that people are afraid of you. Mm. People are afraid. Mm. The Trump administration has polarized things further. When you drive around, there are a lot of Trump signs up. Uh. There are a lot of fuck Biden signs up. Uh -huh. wow. I mean, this is like, there's a lot of, yeah, they call this the deep north. Mm. And there's a lot of that that's been fed by Enbridge. Yeah. And we didn't need that. I got families divided. Wow. I got families divided. And there's also a lot of good people up here. But they are afraid to speak out because mm -hmm. their neighbors are so aggressive. You know? And so that's why it's so important to you. Because there are a lot of those people are church people. Mm. You know, those are people of faith. And we are people of faith. I'm a person of faith myself. You know, and so this chance when people come up from someplace else and say, we're going to do what's more. We're going to stand for the water. And we're going to stand for this transition, you know? I mean, and, and just at this moment, I just want to say is like, look, we're going to be fighting over rocks and pipes for the rest of our lives. Mm. Unless we have a just transition. Yeah. You know, and, and we can see it. We can see renewable energy. We can see making batteries out of hemp instead of lithium. We can see cutting our consumption and eating a lot more local food. We can see getting some electric trains like other countries that have a plane. <laughs> Right? You understand what I'm saying? We can see that, and that's what we got to push for. Because it's not just no pipeline. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, let's make the just transition. And while you're out here, help protect our land from this industrial agriculture. Yeah. You know, because what we need is to be able to drink our water. And yeah. no matter what color you are, y'all got to drink the water. Don't matter if you're a proud boy. Just drink water. So I'm just really, really grateful that you're all here, and I'll, I'll be. Uh, there and I'm going to be doing fabulous things. I don't know if I'm uh, yellow or red. I haven't decided. Uh, but I'm going to be, uh, you know, i got some charges. And uh, it's, it, you know, the thing is, is that they have, they have said to us that, uh, you know, unless they see a ruckus, they are going to stop this line. And so, in some way, please make a ruckus. Let's make a ruckus! We have not come here alone. We carry our people. Who supports you? Who's here with you to support you today? Think about those people. Think about other actions that you've been to. Some of you have been doing this a long time and I've seen you for so many years. And so I want you to think about all those actions and all the different people and that they're here with you today. I know that um, I have some people from Mount Nakea with me today. I have some people from the Poor People's Campaign. I have so many people with me. I have my mother who I buried last week. I have so many people with me here today to give me strength. Who do you have with you? If you listen, you can hear them in Oh!